everyone, I'm Taffney Hopper, and you're listening to Talking Nonprofits, a podcast about the world of nonprofits. Each week, I'll be interviewing a nonprofit leader, and we will discuss their mission and core purpose, their challenges, as well as their victories. We will also take a behind-the-scenes look at how they plan to change the world for good. Follow along so you too can learn how to make a difference in your community. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Talking Nonprofits podcast. I am Taffney Hopper, your host. Today, we have a guest, guest that I've known for quite a while. You can say we run in the same service circles, our nonprofit circles. Tom Handy. Major retired Tom Handy served for 20 years in the Army as a military intelligence officer. He enlisted in the Army in 1996 and gained his commission in 2000 from OCS. He's a native of Folsom, Pennsylvania. He has a Bachelor's of Arts in Political Science and minor in English and History from Norwich University in Northfield, Vermont. He has a Master's degree in Public Administration from Central Michigan University. His military education includes the United States Army Command and General Staff College military intelligence officers career course, and the military intelligence basic course. Tom currently is an investor, a writer on Medium, and works for Sake Park Time. He is currently the vice president of ROCKS, an organization that was formed to provide mentorship, professional development, and social interaction to strengthen the officer corps. And he is the president of the Veterans Business Association, which is why he's here today. The Veterans Business Association is a nonprofit association with the mission of growing member businesses, promoting the interests of veteran business owners, and becoming the voice of veteran-owned businesses in a competitive community. Welcome to the podcast, Tom. Thank you, Tiffany. So tell us, what's the backstory behind the finding of the Veterans Business Association? A lot of people retired in the military, and they wanted to build a business to help, or build a nonprofit, because it's a 501c3. And trying to help other other veterans that want to start their own business. And that's really the whole purpose behind it. Because anybody who wants to start a business, it's not really easy to do. And especially coming out from the military into the business world, it's it's almost like night and day. But there, there are a few similarities and a lot of differences as well. So. And how long have you been the president and what intrigued you about the organization? I've been president just over two years now. I took over June 1st, I think 2018. Bill was retired. He's trying to retire, trying to get out of that area. And, and I happened to be attending the meetings. And when I got out of, out of the military, I was looking for other organizations to join. And the VBA just happened to be one of those organizations. And I started attending that. Overall, I've, I've always had a keen interest in business. Personally, I've owned real estate for, I think, about 15 years. And that's almost like a business, but you don't really own, you know, you don't own your own building that you're in, you could say. I think really, it really came down to because my mom always had a business of some, some sort when I was younger. And so I, I'd always get to see her working, you know, for six, seven days a week. And then I kind of got, whatever she did, I kind of got indirectly involved with that. So. so did you work for your mom a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and there'd be long hours, you know, getting up early when she went to work, uh, getting home. When she ever got home and it's, you know, long days and, and you just kind of did it. And as a kid, you really don't, you just kind of did what your mom wanted you to do. So. Yeah. Following in your mom's footsteps. 
With the pandemic, do you see an increase or a decrease in veterans' interest in starting their own business? There's still some veterans that still want to start the business. A lot of them are still in the military. I get messages from people that are looking to get out within the next year. They're talking about they want to start a business. I just responded to somebody earlier today. He wants to start a franchise or a small business. And I sent him some contacts. He can go and do the research, talk to them, get more specific guidance. I know other people, they're interested to um, find out more about what the VBA can do and how we can help them. Because I think a lot of people in general, they want to start their own business. But it's always just taking that because there's a lot more uncertainty when you when you start your own business versus working for for somebody, you know, because your pay can fluctuate a lot, and and then it's instead of getting paid consistently, then you kind of have to find ways to make your own money when you're with your own business. Mm-hmm. So you, they're used to that that paycheck coming every month, and then if you have a business that's not a steady income, it can fluctuate. What, what, since you talked about programs that veterans are interested in, what are some programs that the VBA implements to assist veterans who want to start their own business? We don't really give them a whole lot of detail. We kind of give them like the very, very starting what they need to do. Um, we'll ask them some questions on have they done any research on their own, what they want to do for their business. We give them like a little breakdown, you know, they'll fill out a little check, checklist on what they want to do. And we're trying to point them in the right direction. And sometimes we'll point them into other resources in the community that can help them out. People that know a little more than we do can really walk them through that whole, the whole way through on setting up their business. But uh, we, can get, we can get them started in the very beginning, though. For veterans who are starting their own business, what are some stumbling blocks? And do you have some tips for them to overcome those stumbling blocks? I, I think a lot of people think starting a business is easy. You know, they can just walk right in. I've had some people come to our, our meetings and they say, hey, I want to start a business. And then we tell them some other things they got to be aware of. And a lot of them, they're, they're really surprised and shocked. And we tell them, yeah, they got to do a lot more research. I, I see a lot of people, especially online, people are trying to find, they want to start their business, but don't have, really have the money to find that like an angel investor or somebody to help them out. And, and just from what I've seen, a lot of angel investors don't want to start out with a new business because it's, it's, that's a high risk for them to do. It's the same thing with a bank. You know, bank's not going to give you money to start your own business because they want to see you put in some, some money right up front. They want to see how you've done the last few years. And if, you've, if you're a brand new business, you really have nothing, nothing to really show them at that point. And a lot of businesses, a lot of investors, they're not really going to help you out at that point. So you really got to put in your own hard money in the very beginning to get your business up and running. And then then you got to show them your, your statements on how you performed over the last few years. And then I think at that point, then they'll be more willing to give you some money. So it's, that's a key thing a lot of veterans and future business owners don't realize. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. You know, <laughs> just like, I mean, I, I mean, like you got to put you got to put up some money up front before they will give you the loans. I give mm-hmm. you an, an angel investor. Well, thank you. I, I'm going to put that in my toolbox for when I start my business. Okay, thank you for that. What do you see veteran businesses going in the coming months or year? I think it's just a lot of the, I mean, I've seen two sets of businesses that are doing well. And there's some that are really experienced. I think a lot of them, they really don't have a franchise. A lot of them are still doing work. A lot of them are still making business. Like, like Willie, Willie Jenkins, he, he's one of them I know pretty well. 
he owns a couple businesses and then um he, he's he's always busy always making businesses always making sales but he still continues to promote himself and i think a lot of people who don't who aren't doing that i think they're really they're probably struggling at this point because you know the coronavirus came in it hit affect a lot of businesses affect a lot of people whether they had a business or not and so they, they themselves may be hurting in their own business because you don't hear anything about what they're doing. So, do you think being on social media such as LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook would help them in their businesses during this pandemic? I, I think it does a lot. I mean, it, I think if you, you tell people what you're doing, tell them, hey, we're still in business. You know, the last few months, a lot of more people have been at home, and so a lot of them are probably surfing the internet, surfing social media, and they may see something you may post, and then they may give them an idea. Hey, I could go use this business to help me out and whatever, whatever I want to do. So on your website, it states that VBA is on a quest to build alliances with other organizations and improve opportunities for veteran business owners. What alliances have you all formed recently? And what are some alliances that would you like to form in the future? Recently, I know Bill got more involved helping out with the um, One Million Cups. One Million Cups is also another nonprofit. We're attending a lot of their meetings, helping out. That one, they're also indirectly connected to the um, El Paso Chamber of Commerce. And we've had a long relationship with them for between the El Paso and the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We've had long relationships with both of them. We're, we're kind of indirectly, we, we work with them and they help support each other. So anytime they might have events coming up, we'll be sure to spread the word about what they're doing and to other members within El Paso to let them know. Hey, the El Paso or the Hispanic Chamber is doing these events and, you know, feel free to attend. And that way we're also working with them and spreading out what they do. Hopefully that encourages more people to get involved with business or even current business owners as well. So we're spreading that word. Mm-hmm. What are some events that you guys have planned for the future? I know that during a pandemic is not, you know, gung ho with planning, but what's some planning that you have in the future? Some events. Well, we always had, well, until recently, we're doing our monthly meeting, which is always the second Saturday of the month at a Amigos restaurant. It's usually an hour meeting. We always try to get a speaker to come in. The speaker, usually, hopefully they're in a business and they try to help talk about what they do. And what I've been trying to do is trying to help the speaker come in and help them spread more tips or insight that, that help people with their own business, what they could do. I've had a couple of people in, in the marketing they came and talked about different marketing events they could do, different things business owner could do to help take the business more online. Because as you know, a lot of things are going more online now than everything used to be yellow pages when we were younger, but now everything's all social media. So it's a big change. And I think some business owners, I don't think they've gotten to that point yet. Because business owners are usually busy. And then the last thing they have time for is doing social media. And so you can get a social media marketer who kind of handles that for them and does all the, all the media for them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, social media is a great way to get the word out about, you know, businesses for profit and nonprofit. So what does success look like within the VBA? I think when I came in, I wanted to um to build up the membership within the VBA. And then we just had I think we're starting to do well. Also building up the the board of directors. That one always has been hard to fill completely. And I think right before the coronavirus hit, we were starting to do well. Uh, filling in positions and then, but now it's almost like, and and almost like a poor bliss where everything goes well. And then people start the PCS, ETS, and then we're kind of starting back over again, trying to 
it'll probably be like another year to we get back to where we were before the coronavirus hit. It just really messed up everything and messed up a whole lot of things we had going. So yeah, coronavirus put a damper on a lot of things. So we hope it goes away quickly. Hindsight 2020. What do you wish you would have known before becoming the president of VBA? Oh, probably because you, you know Bill. He, I took over for Bill Sparks, and and Bill has he's like a a walking a walking library because everything is in his head. He knows people. He knows all these connections, and I mean, even when I go and sit sit down with him, he still has more information that, that I wasn't even aware of. He kind of just tells me about, it and it, it's hard to really you know, get everything out of him all at once. So it, it takes, it's probably going to still take a while for me to, to really know all the contacts he knows and some other, some other tips he's had that have gone around because he's been with the VBA since it started back in um, 2006. And he, he became president shortly after that. But uh, so he, he knows a lot of people and a lot of connections here in, here in the El Paso area. At one time, I thought he was going to, that you guys are going to start like a veterans directory, a VBA directory. Is that something that could be implemented or is that something that you might have discussed with him, the VBA directory for veteran businesses? Yes. Um, I, I know we have a, a list because we have a list either on our Facebook group and then we also have a list on LinkedIn. And then we have another list on our email lists. So it's it's probably, a, I would say, a, a good maybe three, four hundred businesses possibly. And then, um, but we really haven't broken it down, put it on paper, and broken it out. And I know we've had other people who who talked to us about helping us out with that, but we really haven't had the time to do all that. Three hundred to four hundred businesses—that's a lot of businesses to put in a directory. So you would need a yeah. a whole person, not just the president and, and the former president. So you got to get out there and recruit mm-hmm. somebody. What advice would you give the next president of VBA or any nonprofit organization? I, I would say it's really about just being—you've got to be committed first of all. Because I've met other people in nonprofits, and I've met. One lady, and I think she's been running her nonprofit for at least 20, 20 years, give or take. And she's been doing it for a while. And she said it's it's almost like starting a business. It's you know it's not simple. It's not easy to do. But you've really got to be committed and do it, and stay focused. And you really got to build your build your team up along with it because you can't do everything by yourself. You've got to have your team helping out, handling different parts of the nonprofit. And then um, and they, I think once you do that. And then I think you'll have the ability to go a lot further than, than just trying to figure out you can do everything by yourself, which is, is really hard these days. Yeah, doing stuff by yourself would definitely lead to burnout. I mean, we don't yeah. want people to burn out, especially when, you know, especially if you're doing something that betters the community. So it's best to have a have a team, our board of directors in the team. So, but at Talking Nonprofits, our goal is to connect nonprofits to the community. In your own words, Tom, what is community to you? Community, I think, even when I was a kid, I grew up in Philadelphia, and I think that I always feel like giving back to the community in one way or another, because even when I was a kid, I saw a lot of things that you always want to, well, I kind of consider El Paso my community now, because I've been here about seven, eight years now, and you know, this is, El Paso is more my community now than when I was growing up, and and I try to, I want to, you know, really help and give, give back and help other people here because 
there's so much possibilities here. And I think a lot of people, they, they may come here, they'll complain about the place, but there's, El Paso is like a small city and you can have so much you can still do. You just have to be willing to go out and do it. And I think a lot of people, maybe they, they don't see that, you know, but if you sit back and think about it, there, there's a whole lot a person can do whatever they want to do here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's also one of the safest cities, which is a great community to be yeah. raise kids in, right? Okay, so Tom, thanks for being a part of the Talking Nonprofits podcast. And thank you, podcast listeners, for listening in on our conversation. Tell someone about Talking Nonprofits and don't forget to leave a review. Have a great day. Each week to learn about a nonprofit's journey by subscribing to Talking Nonprofits wherever you receive your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, if you have any questions or would like to be featured on the show, send a note via the contact form on our website. Until next time, be the difference.